Hi there, and welcome to Fantasy Focus Baseball. It's a beautiful Sunday night, August 30th, 2020, our final Sunday night show. He is Tristan H. Cockroft, slayer of myriad fantasy leagues. Have you won all your leagues already before September this year? That's my only question to you. I think you already have. He's dancing in the background. So that's I have. Guess. I, I have taken command in a couple of them, and I'm working <laughs> on a few others. <laughs> taken command. Kyle Sapi takes command of our research and produces our overachieving show with the heart of a lion. And I am merely Eric Carabell here to read the ads on today's show. What a weekend full of trades. Some of them matter for fantasy. Baseball's trade deadline is Monday. There will be more. We will discuss it on Wednesday night. Um, plus the latest in injuries, starting pitchers. Maybe there's trivia, combo meals, closers in the carousel, hash browns, partridge in a pear tree. There's so much on today's show, Tristan. I don't even know where to begin. Do you? Five gold rings. Oh, wait. I'm sorry. You threw me off. That's like you and labor and tout. Five gold rings, right? How many titles have you won? Tout is three and labor is two. Yes, you're right. All right. I like it. So I'm like right there in both leagues, but there's no question I'm not going to win either. I'm going to finish like second or third. Um, <laughs> it's like you're 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 attempting to to prearrange this destiny of yours. You say well, this I'm, every I'm, year. I'm trying to get I'm trying to get some luck, <laughs> you know, because you know, like change the narrative. Um, let's get to the trades because there's some good ones, and uh, frankly, the one that matters the most for fantasy so far as of Sunday night looks like Trevor Rosenthal to the Padres because I think he's actually going to be their closer because Emilio Pagan has not pitched up well, a lot of walks this season and maybe more comfortable in a setup role. And Drew Pomeranz just came off the injured list. So to me, and Rosenthal could be walking the bases loaded as I speak, but I think he's actually San Diego's closer. That's why they traded. They traded some decent stuff for him. Do you agree that Rosenthal is now, Rosenthal's been a top 10 closer all year. I think now he even gets more value. I'm not ready to be this quick to declare him the closer. I, I see where you're going, and I see that, that what they gave up suggests that he should be. But the Padres really have a mix-and-match bullpen. They're, theirs is designed very well to this, kind of like the Twins. And, yeah, they they did throw Drew Pomerantz fresh off the injured list in the Saturday game in the eighth inning to set up. And I wonder whether they did it for Pagan. Yeah, but didn't Pagan pitch today? Pagan pitched today. I don't know. Today. He pitched the seventh. He was he threw a scoreless inning, two Ks. Right, but there was a blowout win. I I, yeah. I think it's Rosenthal unless he starts walking everybody. We'll do a closer carousel a little bit later. But go ahead. Yeah, we should do. We well, you know what? Let's dive into the Fab bidding now because it's a cross league guy. Do you? Well, yeah, but they're, they're they're not listening to this until Monday, so. Right, but 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 this is going to give an idea of how confident you are as to his closer status. I mean, compared to Brandon Workman a week ago, we did the Workman trade one week ago today. Are you as aggressive for Rosenthal on the Fab market? Um, so I have an NL only league, NL labor, and I was more aggressive with um, with Rosenthal than I was with Workman. Workman, I bid like forty something last week, and he went for sixty nine, maybe. And I have a hundred dollars to spend. There's one team that has a, a dollar more. I could have had three more dollars in him, but I didn't turn in my Scott Oberg money. Um, but I, I think um, I think Rosendahl's just. I don't know, he seems like a more appealing option than Brandon Workman. Brandon Workman puts two, literally two men on base in every outing. Mm-hmm. He's really yeah. a, a problem for the. I mean, the Phillies entering the Sunday night game at one five in a row. He's clearly the closer. I dropped Hector Neris in a league today. 
I just, I, yeah, I'm gonna. I could change my bid before the uh, before midnight, but I I'm in the fifties right now. Um, I don't know. Would you bid more on Rosenthal? I mean, I do need saves. I need saves and steals and NL labor. I'm, I'm obviously not going to get steals. I tried this weekend and they're, they're, it was ridiculous. I I feel like it's close. I just am not quite prepared to anoint him the closer. I I have this fear that. Rosenthal ends up in a Nick Anderson like situation in San Diego. And and I'm not saying that's the high probability outcome, but I think there is a noticeable outcome that that involves that. All right, thoughts on we're going to right, we'll do more closer stuff in the carousel a little bit later including Kansas City because they could go in any of four or more directions there, yep. really. I mean, you could literally name four Kansas City right-handed relief pitchers right now and I would believe they might get the next save. So the Padres weren't done. They also picked up Jason Castro, the catcher from the Angels, who becomes, I think, their starting catcher. And they got Mitch Moreland from Boston, which I think is interesting. Now, I don't know why Mitch Moreland's having such an amazing season, but he is. And now he goes to the Padres, and they go to Coors. It's like Mitch Moreland batting fifth or sixth for the Padres is pretty appealing, I, I believe. Don't you think? I think so, yeah. It's it's a little curious just because you're throwing him in at DH now instead of first base, most likely. At least on most days, I think that's going to be the case. That lineup is sneaky good. It is up there among the better ones in baseball overall, I think, going forward with the moves that they've made. And yeah, that is going to help them. They're going to turn over the offense more, boost the runs in the RBI. And as you mentioned with Castro, I don't think really fantasy relevant, but they now have two catchers who are very good at reigning in the running game. That's good for the pitchers. So that's something to keep in mind if you choose to stream from the Padres starters. Do you rather have Jason Castro or Yadier Molina in it and only? Molina. Yeah, okay. I don't know why I'm asking that. Well, Other moves. Time's going to drive that, though. I mean, look, Molina's an 85% of the share catcher. Yeah, but he doesn't do anything except hit for average, and even that's not safe. Um, Tommy Malone to the Braves. I believe he's actually starting in a, in a half hour against the Phillies. <laughs> you do not want Tommy Malone. He's pitched okay for Baltimore. Michael Givens to the Rockies. I don't think there's any saves. I think that's Daniel Bard. Michael Givens isn't good. It's a weird trade. Rockies gave up stuff too. I agree. Um, We're gonna we'll get into a little more of the closer carousels as to what's left behind there. But yeah, I'm a no, and I wouldn't even place a bid on Givens. I'm not going to. And then Jose Martinez to the Cubs. And my first thought here was Cardinals wouldn't have traded him away if they knew there was going to be a DH. Now the Cubs can use him as their DH full time or just against lefties. They've been using like Victor Caratini. Or uh, Contreras as their DHs, or you know, moving it, people in and out. Schwarber's not DHing. Um, how about the Cubs today? Each of their starting outfitters hit two home runs. As, that, that seems like a rarity. <laughs> um, but Jose Martinez to the Cubs, he might play. Who would you rather have the rest of the season in a in a say a fourteen team mix? Jose Martinez or the guy Tampa Bay promoted for his spot, Randy Azarena? Oh, yeah. And that's the guy that I'm curious to see what the playing time is for him. I don't think you promote him not to play him. Um, in our, either way. Yeah, you could. In our game, I would, I would take Martinez. He fits the Cubs design to go mix and match like the Dodgers do and like the Rays often do. But I think you're going to have to do a lot of homework. You're going to have to pick the days you're using Martinez. You can maximize him there in our game more than you can in Rosarina. In the league you describe, I'm going to Rosarina. Uh, Tommy Lestella is now uh, an athletic instead of an angel. One of my favorite players this season. Now, now the power rate is not what it was last year, but it's not far off. But 15 walks, seven strikeouts, which means that 265 batting average could easily be like 290 soon if he just keeps hitting like this and, keep, and 
plate discipline. Um, obviously, if you had Lestella, if you if you rostered him in your league, nothing should change with this. But if he bats second for a better offense, it certainly helps him a little bit. I don't know if it's if it's a difference maker. If he already he should be rostered to me. Yeah. Yep. Um, do you have any interest in Franklin Barreto playing regularly for the Angels? Yep. Absolutely. As a matter Why? of fact, that is one of the you know not the big names scored in the trade. Of any of the other names, I think he is the most interesting. Uh, Barreto, in the brief times he showed in the majors and a little in the minors last season, did show that he was elevating the launch angle by a noticeable amount. And I do feel if he gets a chance to play, there could be a hint of pop there. That's a guy who in the AL only labor, I am going to throw. I, I had him in labor. I kept him active for that, that what, two at-bats he had for Oakland. Had to cut him in a roster crunch, and now I want to get him back. And I probably would throw a 5 to $8 bid on him. Would you rather have Franklin Barreto or Bobby Dahlbeck for the rest of the season? Now, probably, people don't know. Yeah, probably Dahlbeck because Dahlbeck's got a – we know that he's got a wide open position there. So he's the starting first baseman for Boston now. Now, it's not a good lineup, and J.D. Martinez might be gone by the time you're listening to this. I don't know who's taking on J.D. Martinez. But um, Dahlbeck is a three-true-outcomes guy. At least he was in double-A and below. Took a lot of walks, struck out a lot. The power is legitimate. And in fact, he homered today in his first game, though it was one of those little pop over the right field short fence, which wouldn't have been a home run anywhere else. But he does have power. And he's probably better. Well, I'm not trying to be mean, but like that's what it was. <laughs> he's, he's, he's better than Michael uh, Chavez, I think, who plays first and second base and hasn't done anything this season. Don't you think Dahlbeck is, is a better option than Michael Ch- Chavez? Chavez? I'm not sure what it is. I'm not sure he is. I, I think you don't he's- like Dahlbeck. No, it's not that I dislike him. I just think the outcome, the range of outcomes is very, very wide. He could become a very good underrated power hitter, decent walk rate, 10% walk, 30 home runs per year. But there's also an outcome that he's Joe Adele's first three weeks and it just doesn't happen. All right. Any other names you expect to be traded um, before the deadline on Monday afternoon? Obviously in fantasy leagues, this stinks because it's like, I, I have to make my moves on Saturday, on Sunday night. And then my roster moves for the week, but you know JD Martinez could end up trading to the National League, and then and only I want to keep my Fab Bunny. So I, I might even pull that Rosenthal bid. I don't know what I'm going to do yet. I guess after the show I'll figure it out. It's just, I mean, what if JD Martinez gets traded to you know the Braves or something? I you know or the Phillies. I I can't imagine the Phillies. You would do you that. need you're saying that because you need offense and labor. You're saying. No, I actually am winning home runs in RBI handily. I, I need the steals. The the safety net guy here, if you're waiting, is Lance Lynn. Right. I don't need – I mean, ERA, my ERA and whip have blown up because of Robbie Ray in that league. I need saves because my only closer has been Seth Lugo, and now he's a starter. And that's why I could use Rosenthal. Yeah. But I, I really need stolen bases. I could move up five spots in steals like this week. But – I don't know. I mean, out of our he's not getting traded in the National League. And by the way, he just keeps getting he's caught. Bad, yeah. He's bad. He's a bad player. Bad player. Um, all right, let's move on. I guess Bill Bundy can get dealt. We missed one trade, though. What did we miss? Taiwan Walker. Yeah, I, I don't care. Do you? Do you care? Like, I, I think I. Well, I wrote about it on Friday. I know you read it. Um, I just don't think a guy with a four hundred five ERA and a four ninety five FIP. And kind of an ordinary K rate is going to be successful in the AL East. But his first outing over the weekend was very good. Six innings, I think only zero runs or one. I don't remember which. Yeah. 
And he's been very good in about three outings, for, if, I, if I'm counting correctly, <laughs> and pretty bad in another two of them. So I'm not sure exactly what to get, but if the matchups align, you know, I hate to say, yeah, you'll put him in Tampa in that ballpark that he's got a great matchup and then play him unquestionably because it's Tampa and that's a pretty good team. But yeah, if the matchup's right, I probably would, would throw him in there. All right, let's look at uh, some of the other news from the week. Players playing well, players being dropped, injuries. Most added players, Tony Gonsolin of the Dodgers, who threw only three innings on Sunday. They're going to do this to you all year long, people. You want to keep adding Tony Gonsolin, he's never going to go six innings in a start. Uh, Jake Cronenworth is totally legit. I got outbid for him in an Ottenew League today. Ian Anderson, Tristan McKenzie, some rookie starting pitchers. Austin Nola, there's some talk that he might get traded because the Mariners called up a catcher. Tywin Walker's on that list. Adam Wainwright. You don't want Adam Wainwright. He, he pitched a complete game on Sunday, but I, I feel comfortable saying you don't want him. Um, who's being – nobody's being uh, – Randy Dobnak is finally being dropped after one bad outing, and uh, we'll get to some of the relief. My God, the relief. I think that's a lot of streaming. I think that's what's going on in that case. It's just a lot of people doing streaming. So Joe Adele had a two-home run game. Is he fine now, or are you still concerned? He was awful before that. It's a great first step, but I'm going to need to see a little bit more before we declare him arrived. Josh Bell had a nice weekend. I was going to write before the weekend that I was giving up on Josh Bell, and then he homered at least twice that I remember and walked a few times. I, I guess like Josh Bell should be a lot better than he was in the first month, but I'm not so sure he's the all-star Josh Bell anymore. But he did have a nice weekend, raise his average, hit for some power. Um, let's give him a chance. I think if you've got... I don't even know how many leagues he's owned in at this point. Do you? Let me look. It's probably a good number. By the way, it's uh, he did homer off a lefty here. Now, granted, it was Brett Anderson, but that's a plus if you recall his splits from last season. So he's down to 80% rostered, but he's also on the most drop list for first baseman. Mm-hmm. But the other guys there, I mean, like th- that's a mess. Like you're really going to add J- – J- are you going to add Jay Cronenworth over Josh Bell? I guess you no. could. Well, you can make that case, but – He's middle infield no. eligible. Yeah. He's playing great. He's going to play every day. Yeah. That's, I mean, it's not, since it's not the same position, same need, I I, I don't think that's the move you're going to make. I think you're going to find another way to get Cronenworth on your roster. Are you interested in Ryan Mountcastle, who had a pair of home runs on Sunday at Toronto? I, at I am, yeah. Actually, in my AL only league, I did stash him, and I tried to, no, wait, Labor, Labor drafted a while ago. There was a different AL only league where I tried to stash him in that got outbid i i kind of want to see how that pop plays in that ballpark he's going to play every day you don't call him up to sit on the bench i like the fact that their their own management said that they waited to call him up until they had a place for him to play every day and they they thought he was here for good so yeah he could give you i don't know five five more homers the rest of the way your thoughts on davy garcia the yankees called him up for the second game of the double header and that's still being in play right now they're in the fifth inning but if Davey Garcia continues on this path that he's on right now, he's going to be one of the most added pitchers in fantasy starting tomorrow. Yeah, that he is. Um, good curveball. There's nothing else there I can celebrate about his profile as things stand today, but you can see by this game that he does miss bats. So worth stashing. I'm not ready to go all in like I was some of these other pitching prospects. And you and I have talked about this, that this year's crop of rookie pitchers has not been ironclad. They've had their, their bumps and bruises, and you know they're all going through a bit of a, an adjustment period themselves. Uh, tell, me, tell me everything you know about Josh Fleming. 
<laughs> the, the Tampa Bay pitcher had a good outing the other day. I actually don't know an extensive amount about him. I, he was not one of the top prospects out there, but graded pretty well as a Tampa Bay pitcher. I, I give him a little bit of a bump compared to the average guy. It does have the good home ballpark working for him. I would endorse him as a matchups guy. You know, I could make you the case that that Fleming is a better pick than Garcia. Well, I mean, they have so many pitcher injuries that he he might be safer for innings. But also, don't you trust Tampa Bay? Like that's a that's a team where you say if they, they know what they're doing. And and again, given the choice between having Yankee Stadium or Tropicana Field as your home, you couldn't get further on the spectrum as ballparks go. So that's another thing that's a plus: organization and park. So rank Josh Fleming, Davey Garcia, Ian Anderson for me. I'd probably put Anderson first on that. And then I would have it close between Fleming and Garcia with Fleming first. So Ian Anderson is a two-star guy this coming week. Boy, does that scare me. We don't know that Garcia is here to stay, that that a rotation spot is his for the rest of the year. I I so want Clark Schmidt to get called up, but apparently they're not going to do that. 40-man roster problems. That's all that is. Uh, Combo meals. We got a couple of them over the weekend. Xander Bogarts of Boston is first in more than two years. And then on Sunday, Cody Bellinger and Whit Merrifield. Whit Merrifield has seven home runs and seven stolen bases. We're going to have to rank him well next year, Tristan. I mean, we're going to. I mean, if if he ends up at fifteen and fifteen or something like that, that's a guy we're going to have to consider in round three or four next year. Oh, geez, if he does that, <laughs> that 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 answers in a major way the questions I had about him coming into the season. I am going to go back and check the speed metrics on him though, because that was the thing that worried me entering this year. Because he didn't look like a power or a speed guy entering the season. Correct, yeah. He looked like a 15-15 guy who was going to get overrated across the board. And let's see that sprint speed for you. Nope. Now he's going to end up 15-15 in, in a 60-game season. That's that's incredible. It's gone down again. So now you're saying it's not real. This is the third straight year is sprint speed. Now that's not the singular metric by which to judge his stolen base ability. But that does concern me that if he looks like he is slowing down a little bit, if you're going to push him into the third round, if that's where the ADP is going to take him, I will be out. But you're right that this is a good this is a good rebound year so far. All right, let's sing the carousel now with the closers. <laughs> okay. Um, so what a mess. Uh, give me your – who gets the next save for the Royals or who gets the most saves for the rest of the season? I mean – I feel like it should be Josh Stalmont, who's got amazing numbers, 27 strikeouts in like 13 innings. But I feel like it also might not – I mean, I don't think it's Ian Kennedy. I think it's Greg Holland. I, that's what I think they're going to do, the Royals, because he has experience and Stalmont doesn't. I think Holland's getting traded in the next 20 hours. <laughs> that's the problem. Who's trading for Greg <laughs> Holland, Tristan? Honestly. There is talk that he is of interest to a couple of teams, so maybe the price, maybe the pri- he'd be an upgrade on a couple of the guys in the back of that bullpen, wouldn't he? Ugh. If he costs very little on the trade market, I don't think you can really complain. Stelmont, I, I I I put a few bids on him. Um, I, I do think that he's got the chance to run away with this job, but the problem I have with him is extreme fly ball rate, and it's ten walks. All right, I think Gregory Soto is clearly Detroit's closer. He had a couple saves over the weekend. Um, do you think that's safe, that Soto is the guy? I think so, yeah, because he was pitching like the pitcher who deserved it before Buck Farmer got injured. 
And then when Farmer came back, that coincided with Soto's one bad outing, and now it's two good outings in a row. And by the way, he was thrown in a situation that was not standard for a lefty pitcher. So yeah, I could get on board. I think he's a very underrated pickup right now. I do too. I think Soto's a guy, I don't know if he's going to be a top 10 closer the rest of the year, but he, he looks good. One bad outing. Um, Tyler Rogers looks like he's the Giants closer. Probably not a lot of safe chances there. I, I would say he's like the Mariners guy, Williams. They're not going to win a lot, but I mean, all the Giants are, I guess, in the playoff race right now, believe it or not. But um, I think Tyler Rogers is clearly San Francisco's closer. I watched Kimbrell on Saturday. My goodness, is that painful. He can't <laughs> throw strikes. Yeah, I know. I, and they, uh, they have to use him. They have him under contract for another year, but um, it's not Rowan Wick either. That's clearly Jeremy Jeffress. Clearly, I think. David Ross has given hints that he wants to go committee play matchups. But you're right. Wick has thrown the sixth in back-to-back outings after looking not so good before that. Jeffress is the guy to get right now. I don't know that that's going to last all year is all. Kimbrell can't close. And the only reason he got that save chance is because it was the second game of a doubleheader. So, and Jeffress was unavailable. I, I, they can't use Kimbrell in an important outing. I, I agree with that. But I, I don't know that it's the last we've seen of Wick. I don't know how locked in I can get on Jeremy Jeffress because of the injury history and yeah, there's fair. been some inconsistency. That, but you're right. We this, just just juice the orange there. Maybe it lasts. Walks and wild pitches. How about Josh Hader? Are you concerned? Five walks. Yep. He still has allowed Naria hit this season, but he walked five in one inning. Yeah, yeah, four in a row as well to get the hook in that game. By the way, and you mentioned you're the one who mentioned Devin Williams here. The Devin Williams numbers in those past, uh, was it, in the month of August entering Sunday's game had a a perfect ERA, 20 Ks out of 33 batters faced. Yep, he's good. (laughs) Frankly, got a guy there to step in if you need him. I I don't know why people are still messing around with Craig Kimbrell um, or even Edwin Diaz. Like guys like Josh Stalmont and Devin Williams are just good. They're missing bats, they're getting wins. They're not giving up. The, the run prevention is fantastic. Roster Stallman, these guys. Stallmont walks, guys. Let, let just I'm a little bit cautious about that. His control is not sharp, and it's never been sharp. I laughed out loud when Edwin Diaz blew that lead today. That I was did. an epic meltdown. Epic. I mean, they weren't even all his runs. I think only like one of the runs was charged to him, but between the error and then the home run by Hicks to win it, I, I was just like, oh, my God. I was tired. That was to tie it. It was Gio. Right. Then he blew it, in the, and then he lost it in the in the, uh, the eighth inning. Um, but he's di- – Batances goes on the injury list today. Lugo's in the rotation. Who, who else? Yeah. That's the thing. Who else is it? I mean, you could throw J.R.S. Familia in there, but I haven't seen anything from him, nor, nor the usage patterns that suggest that he's on the verge anyway. So just try to steer clear of the Mets. I mean – in a general sense. Edwin Diaz has to be their closer because I don't know who else can be their closer. Mm-hmm. Um, any other situations we must must discuss? Um, yes. We mentioned the Rockies. That Bar- Bard has to be the guy for the Rockies still. I think so, yeah. Uh, the interesting note I saw was about the Orioles' bullpen. What? Seltzer's their guy, right? No. Hunter Harvey, are you going to really go with that? Well, Darren Holmes is their pitching coach. He apparently said Saturday that when Hunter Harvey is activated, he is their closer – but they're not going to thrust him into the role immediately. They're going to work him up into it. But the fact that he said that in a way that said this is Hunter Harvey's job was interesting. interesting. That's yeah. very interesting. 
Um, we should note, by the way, that um, Toronto's Jordan Romano having a fantastic season is now on the injured list, and I could tell you he's going to be back in eight days, but I don't know that. So it looks like Anthony Bass, who got the win on Sunday, is going to be the closer for Toronto. I haven't seen an update on Ken Giles. I guess he was supposed to throw this weekend. Beginning uh, the throwing pattern. Yeah, he's okay. he's probably two weeks out. All right, there you go. And Richard Rodriguez blew a save for Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's like, like, don't even bother. Don't even bother with the fire. The worst team in baseball. You All have right. to take someone there. Who is it? It's Rodriguez. It's Rodriguez, obviously. Really? I mean, well, Cantor Kale is not going to pitch anytime soon. He probably won't pitch again. How about Nick Turley? Um, I if you got to throw a dart, I'm just saying. Well, he's the only other guy that's even like there, I guess. But he's a lefty, and he's walking people. I, I know. well, that's he hasn't been walking people the last two weeks. But you know, he, he gave up two more runs and hit a guy on Saturday. I, I don't know. I, I I wouldn't bother with a Pittsburgh pitcher. Oh, I agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> um, do we have any trivia today? Did either of you provide any? I didn't. I, I hear a rumor that Kyle might have trivia today. But I if you like it, I'll sing you in and unless you want to try it, Kyle. No, I can provide trivia. Songs. Trivia, trivia. Here it comes from Kyle. <laughs> All righty. So over the last 365 days, last calendar year, Aaron Judge leads the league with a 404 ISO. Nelson Cruz ranks fourth. I want you to name the two guys in between that have played at least 40 games with second and third in ISO over the last calendar year. Wait, has Aaron Judge played in 40 games in the last calendar year? I had 42. Someone, someone had to say it. <laughs> no, that's actually a really good point. He really has played 40 in a calendar year. 42, but I mean, we had COVID cut into a lot of that. But. That's what I mean, yeah. But even if we didn't, he probably plays 42. <laughs> How sad is that? And by the way, he went back on the injury list since our last show, didn't he, with the calf? Yes. Look, Yankee fans were all over me when I wrote that column saying you might want to sell here because he just can't stay healthy. And then a week later, he was back on the injury list. I don't know what what more proof do you need. And you're a Yankee fan, Tristan. I mean, like, you have to know, right? Mm -hmm. I I love Aaron Judge. I want him to succeed. I hate watching this. But it's a huge concern at this point. Especially as he advances towards free agency, it's a huge concern. I mean, his the next time he's activated, it'll be a big turning point in his career. Gosh, you, two and three—that's tough, Kyle. I'll have to think that over. <laughs> the Yankees have already already had John Carlos Stanton for a lot of money and for a lot of years. Can they really afford to get Judge too? But he's like the face of baseball. How sad is that? Mike Trout's the best player in baseball, and the face of baseball is a guy who can't stay healthy. Well, it kind of bothers me a little bit. Let's get a look at the schedule here and see what pitchers are pitching and what you need to learn about them Monday. There are There is day baseball on Monday, um, so at 1 o'clock Eastern. So if you're listening in the morning, get your rosters in early for the week. Um, Dakota Hudson and Anthony DiScalfani on ESPN at 6.30. Uh, and then the night after that is Padres Rockies with Herman Marquez, and I don't know who for the Padres. Apparently it's not Mackenzie Gore. I don't know why Mackenzie Gore hasn't been called up. Potters, I mean, maybe they could trade for a starter, but... That's their relief day, the bullpen day, usually. Tell me about Dakota Hudson, because I want to believe... This is a guy with a good arm, but um, last year's ERA did not match the whip. And right now, his ERA is the same as it was last year, although with a much better whip, but it looks like there's some BABIP craziness going on. So I I don't want to really invest here. Oh, the BABIP is 208. I can't invest. 
He's you, doing the same thing he did last year. And unfortunately, in season, a lot of times this does hold up over the course of the season. There is almost always a, a, some regression in season. And he does have the stuff that can minimize hard contact. That That's one thing to give him, you know, to defend it a little bit here is that he gets ground balls, can get weak contact. I'm with you. I can't. I, I, I really think he's a matchups guy through and through. And I'm probably always going to look at him that way. Um, Lucas Giolito was first outing since the no-hitter, and it's at Minnesota. That's not where you want to have a pitcher, but, I mean, nobody in their right mind could sit Lucas Giolito oh, this week no, or any week. He's active, period. But, you know, the way the White Sox hit home runs, I'm not sure I want Rich Hill. Good point. Yes. Yeah. A lot, a lot of right-handed power on that team, Robert. Uh, and, also, and- aren't are we sick of Rich Hill and the, you know, injury here, injury there? You just never know if he's even going to make a start. You know, look, if he was Aaron Judge when he's healthy, that's one thing, but he's not. I don't want to deal with it anymore. Yeah, yeah. Who's that old A's pitcher? Rich Harden. I, why are we dealing with Rich Hill anymore? I, I don't know. Rich Hill is considerably older than Rich Harden was when he was having the injury issues. I just mean he can't stay healthy. Oh, I know. You're right. <laughs> You're right. Uh, Tuesday, nothing on our network, it appears, but there's obviously some baseball going on. Ian Anderson at Boston at Fenway Park. It's a big outing. Brian Anderson and his fantasy value. Yep. Um, Spencer Turnbull is at Milwaukee, and I don't think he's given up a home run all season. Did I read that correctly? Um, I want to make sure I got it right. But, um, yeah, Spencer Turnbull in six starts has yet to allow a home run. Now he's walking people, so his whip is much higher than his ERA, but zero home runs, that's impressive. I think there was only one other starting pitcher that allowed zero home runs and it started at least five times. I'm going to make sure I got it right, but go ahead. Your thoughts on Spencer Turnbull? Like him. He was a stash at the beginning of the year, and I believe it was for both of us, but I don't like this matchup. I don't like the Milwaukee, you know, it's ballpark, it's a road game. I mean, granted, the home road doesn't matter quite as much this year as it would have otherwise. It doesn't but matter. Why, why? Milwaukee's not hitting. It's not like Yelich is doing anything or anyone else. It is high on the hitter-friendly scale for me. I'm not as scared as I would be in a typical year. And you're right, Milwaukee's not the offense it was last season, but I I just don't have a good feeling about that game. He's you know probably, the other one? He's probably startable, like five and two-thirds and three or four runs. But, eh. but the other starting pitcher that's allowed no home runs is Max Fried. How about that? Max Fried's having an excellent year. Uh, also on Tuesday, Kwang Hyun Kim for the Cardinals at the Reds. Sonny Gray pitching great. Um, Clevenger, if he's still on Cleveland at Kansas City, how can they trade him? And the, How can they trade him to the White Sox? That's ridiculous. They're not. Um, <laughs> is that Michael no, Pineda? Go the Yankees. Come on. Is that, that is Mike? Michael Pineda. I was waiting for you to get to that. Yeah. Wow. Is that Are you the in? first start, right? Yep. He's back how from can, suspension. I don't know how I can be in because I, I, how can that be 100 pitches or anything close to it? Then you – that's hitting the nail on the head. It's the workload that concerns me. I've added him almost everywhere, but – you're right. He might be working up to a playoff role. They're going to treat him like Dodgers. Um, Jesus Lazardo at Seattle against LJ Newsom, who I picked up for my uh, my score sheet team. <laughs> and, <laughs> I just needed a starter. I didn't even care. And, I, I, and I that's got Newsom hope- and Taylor Clark are my two new starters. And uh, what is it? Score sheet. Yeah. That's a hope. That's a we hope they'll play 
with Lazardo being on schedule there, right? Do we have any updates on that? Oh, so Oakland, yeah, might not be playing. That's right. They could miss the week. And, and I only raise that it's two days from now. It could all obviously happen. But I only raise that because they are currently on the road and then they have to make the trip to Seattle. So it could be a little complicated with the travel. Fair enough. Uh, Wednesday schedule now. Let's see here. This is the 2nd of September. Um, my boy Kyle Freeland. I got him everywhere. He's Not a great outing the- last time. No, it was 11 hits in like four innings. But I looked at a, a lot of it was, you know, BABIP stuff. It, it, it wasn't a bad pounding for a guy that gave up four runs in four innings. I, it could have been worse. Tyler Mayo comes off, what, an 11-strikeout game. He's hosting yeah. the Cardinals. Yeah. That's an interesting right-handed pitcher there. Yep. And they have a lot of double headers lined up over these next 10 days that are going to give Maley a chance to be in this rotation regularly. I'm endorsing him as a definite start for this week. And I do think there is an opportunity for him to stick. Scherzer versus Wheeler on Wednesday. That's very interesting. Phillies and Nationals. Yep. I like that one a lot. Uh, Tristan McKenzie, that'll be his third outing against Danny Duffy, who's kind of been hit or miss. Um, uh, you worried about Jose Barrios? I have him in a league that I don't care about. I'm not. It, it's not like it matters. I basically opted out for the season, but I still have my players. Barrios has a 475 ERA and a 147 whip. K-rate's fine. A lot of walks, including four walks in two of his th- last three outings. That's not, that's not very good. Yeah, the control's been a problem. Um, I, I'm also a little bothered by altering his schedule, and they have done that a couple times over the past two to three weeks. That That's always a bit of a red flag for me, kind of like the Jack Flaherty thing. Yeah, so what's up with that? So our colleague and editor asked us why Jack Flaherty's pitch count is still so far down. And are they are they babying him? Are they just being really careful? Because they need to win some games or they're not going to be in the playoffs. It's not like the Twins can handle Pineda carefully and just walk to the playoffs. Cardinals aren't like that. What's the deal? What is your take on Jack Flaherty? And don't just send me a, a poop icon. To tell me what you're <laughs> Which is what you did. Throw me, throw me under the bus for that one. <laughs> well, he asked our opinion and you replied with a poop icon. <laughs> you're like eight years old. I am like eight years old. Come on. I've never grown up. Um, I, I think they're babying him. I do. And I understand a little why they're doing it. For one, he had so so much time off. The other is that they have a brutal schedule with a lot of games down the stretch. So they're probably going to need him at prime form for the final three weeks of the season. And I do think he's going to be asked to pitch like an ace for the final three weeks of the season and potential postseason. So it's a guy you still want to get while you can. I'd buy if I could. If there are people who have doubts about him, I would buy. All right, let's uh, let's buy Kyle now and uh, answer our trivia and get our hash browns answered. What do we got, Kyle? What do you want first? You want trivia or you want hash browns? All right, let's do the tri- well, let's do the hash browns first. Mm-hmm. Let's oh, give the right. listeners more time to answer this tough question. Yes, it is a tough, tough one. I'll give you okay. The top just to reset the trivia. Top five in ISO since. Over the last calendar year, we've got Judge at one, Cruz at four, Soto at five. I want two and three. So that's that's resetting on trivia real quick. And the first hash round today comes from Jared. He wants to know if there's any big-time prospects that could get the call down the stretch of this season. I think it's Mackenzie Gore, Tristan. I wrote about it the other day. I don't know what the Padres are waiting for. He'd be an upgrade on at least two spots. But I guess they can't really throw Zach Davies out. He's pitching so well. But Garrett Richards was poor in his last outing, didn't get out of the first inning. Um, as I look at the other top prospects in baseball, I don't see any of their call-ups as imminent. Wander Franco, probably not. Um, Julio Rodriguez, definitely not. He's hurt. Kalenic, uh, Torkelson, 
Uh, Andrew Vaughn of the White Sox, only if they have an injury to like Edwin or Abreu. Do you see any Austin Martin? I doubt it. Although I guess that Toronto could think about it. Like if Travis, if Travis Shaw got hurt, but I mean, I think Clark Schmidt eventually, but I'm more interested in Clark Schmidt getting a chance for the Yankees than I was in Garcia, who we discussed before, but you know, I mean, Garcia, pretty decent first outing. Um, the other one that caught my eye was Tristan Casas being added to the player pool for the Red Sox. Just from the Garcia standpoint, if the Red Sox really are turning the page to 2021, why not give him a week or two? That's possible. I mean, I, I, he's obviously not getting traded. Some of these teams are, are pulling in their prospects in, in, in advance of a trade. Like the Phillies just brought up Mickey Moniak to the 60-man because they would love to just dump him on somebody else. He's obviously not going to be a superstar in the majors. Maybe another. Maybe Pittsburgh wants Mickey Moniak for something. I don't know, but um, Casas is not like that. He's a future star, so right. Pro- probably a future star. Yeah, if he's a first baseman, people have questions about whether his bat will play there. But I, I, I like him. Okay. All right. Eric wants to know, barring schedule changes, which hitters do you think can have a strong September and boost him up the roto standings? That's a loaded question, right? I mean, so basically, we need to find hitters that aren't hitting well right now. <laughs> No, not necessarily. I mean, it's guys who are really going to go on a major tear down the stretch. I liked your White Sox mention. I'm going at least. I'm 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 loving what Luis Robert is doing so far. But Eloy Jimenez, you know, I still love him. I think we should love him. He's fantastic. <laughs> I mean, what about Nick Madrigal? He got the call up this weekend. He had a stolen base and a couple of hits on Sunday. I mean, he might only he might bat ninth for the rest of the season, but he's good. He's, see, he's a very hollow player. It's basically batting average and stolen bases, but no power whatsoever. Do you like Madrigal? I kind of do from that Padre standpoint of just taking him for the ride. Runs RBI and turn the lineup over. If he bats ninth, as you said, yeah, that, that's that's not going to be great for him in terms of plate appearances. But, you know, I'll, I'll bite. Why not? All righty then. Uh, the next question. Seth wants to know which player is a better valued keeper for next season. Lazardo at pick 85? Or freed at one twenty-five. I mean, obviously, you're getting. I mean, Max Fried is is different. That's I mean, that's that's rounds later, right? So I, I would say him, but I I still like Liz. If they were equal, I still like Lazardo better than Freed. But you probably don't anymore, do you? I like both of these guys a lot, actually. <laughs> I think Lazardo is going to be a star. I think he's going to be a better player than Max Fried, but Max Fried's got more trust in terms of the volume he can provide you in 2021. And I think he's a pretty safe guy. The first thing I think of is the the Dallas Keuchel prime. Fried could be what Dallas Keuchel was in his prime, where he could win a Cy Young award. And it might happen this year, in fact. Two young lefties with strikeout potential. I mean, I would probably make this choice just saying that 85 for Lazardo, the 85th overall pick, that's a pretty steep price. There's, there's just not much profit potential there. Um, yeah, I mean, if he keeps pitching like this, obviously if he gets a lot of wins, <laughs> that's going to notice to the to the you know people who vote for these awards. Uh, you know, it shouldn't, but it it can. But like on the on the season player rater right now, it's Bieber, Darvish. Lance Lynn, Sonny Gray, Max Fried among starting pitchers. So he's there. Yeah, I think I think the answer would be Freed. Yeah, there's more profit potential for Freed. I think that's fair. Okay. That's fair. And the last one comes from Mike. He wants to know how much of a bump do two-star pitchers get in a points league format? 
Uh, well, I mean, uh, what would AJ say? I think you answered that. I, I have one points league, but I, I mean, it's pretty much a set and roll team. What uh, What would you say here? Yeah, so when I ran the averages for starters in a points league, it turned out that they were a much lower across the league than I thought. But yeah, they were. But that's taking in every pitcher. And a lot of these we would have eliminated right off the top. Uh, I give them a sizable advantage in points leagues. And as a matter of fact, in the league in which I play, you want nothing but two start pitchers if you can possibly help it, including in your relief spots. So I'd say it's big. I, you know, I almost always opt for one when I have the choice, unless it's a bad pitcher. I mean, in a points league, I mean, it's, it's, it's not like you're chasing the wins. I mean, you're chasing the good innings and the strikeouts. That's what you're chasing for a points league. So you, you want volume. That's what you want more than anything else. I mean, I'm, I, I chase two star pitchers in one of my, in my leagues now where it's like two stars, two relievers, two other pitchers. And I, I, I always look for even like average two star pitchers. I just want them. Ian Anderson, I added for the week and I, I hope he's okay, but. I mean, in that league, that's not the type of guy that people would just ordinarily add. But the uh, the only thing I'd caution people going heavy on the two star pitchers is just be really sure they're going to make their two starts. And this year, it ain't easy. And Anderson might lose that second start. He might. He might. I would. I would roll the dice. I agree with you, but he might. All right. Any more questions? No, just the trivia question. Can you guys name the two of the top five ISO players over the last calendar year that I did not give you? We had Aaron Judge, Soto, and Cruz. I need the other top two over the last calendar year that have played in at least 40 games. Well, I'll, 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 uh, I'll stay with the Yankees and go with Luke Voigt because he's the, he's the guy right now. Oh, no, he was awful last September. Tristan is right there. Luke Voigt's 28. I know one guess. Oh, he was 28. Wow. Just ahead of Brett Gardner. That's how good he's been this year. He was dreadful last September. That's no, that really speaks well to what he is doing. Yeah, you're right. I'll throw Mike Trout. Obvious one. I will give you the hint of having no obvious ones in this answer. Is it Eloy? No, not Eloy. Eloy's nice. No obvious guys. Okay. Um... Outfielder and an infielder. Well, I mean, I don't know what he did last September, but like Jesse Winker is like second in the majors right now in OPS. My buddy. Right idea, but not the right answer. Okay. But they both are in the NL Central. It's not Ian Happ, is it? It is Ian Happ, ranks third at 337. Two more home runs today. You're missing the infielder who has played exactly 40 games, so that might be kind of a, a tough one here, but. Ian Happ looks back on track to be a 30 home run guy next year, Tristan. He looks great. And and he kind of is an infielder, by the way. (laughs) Kind of, kind of. I like Ian Happ. Ian Happ, yeah, that was a good buy in dynasty type guy this year. Hmm. Infielder from the NL Central. Hmm. Gosh. Cincinnati, uh, St. Louis. I'm a fan of the NL Central, and I wouldn't have gotten this. All right. I mean, it can't be Freddie Galvis. It's not Galvis. Okay. Um, There's nobody on Pittsburgh with any ISO right now. Accurate. I mean, it's not Javier Baez. He's had a terrible month. 
This guy spent most of his time in 2019 with the Phillies. Oh, it's Brad Miller. He had an amazing September. You're right. I just wrote about him last week saying he had an amazing September. Oh, stupid me. Not stupid for not getting Brad Miller in the same sentence with Aaron Judge, but you could once you even telling me it was a Philly, I didn't know it was Brad Miller. Brad Miller? He's currently a Cardinal, and I wouldn't have known. Good. That's a good question. Good for you, Kyle. You should be our trivia guy from now on. Uh, Stuff's a little more recent. Tristan's usually goes back, you know, 100 to 125 years. (laughs) I'll stay in the last calendar year or so. I'd like you to, to, to name the left-handed pitcher who had the best average in road parks in the AL Central in 1971. <laughs> Wilbur Wood. Uh, we're done for today. Thank you so much for listening to our little show. As mentioned earlier, with football season, with Labor Day next week and football season, uh, our Sundays are gone, but we're going to try to do Wednesdays and maybe another day as well. We will be back, I believe, this Wednesday night to record for Thursday. So keep sending in your hash browns and, uh, and look, uh, start drafting your football teams. That starts in like 10 days, believe it or not. And it is hard to believe that they're going to get the entire football season in. Lots of baseball on ESPN this week, including Monday night, Cardinals Reds, and then Padres Rockies. And, uh, and then the following Sunday, Cardinals Cubs. So lots to watch there. Anyway, great job, guys. Love you all. For Kyle, for Tristan, I'm Eric. Have an awesome week.